Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. Let's look at this one in particular. The husband's role in creating an environment of trust, emotional connection, and mutual respect sets the stage for a healthy and fulfilling physical relationship. Maybe you want to broaden this. The husband's role is to collaborate with his wife in creating an environment of trust, et cetera. So that's just a simple example of what you can do to adjust it or edit it to be more, more suitable to your mindset, which is really important to do. Okay. Remember, this is not a document written by a prophet. This is a document written by a scientist who's hoping to stimulate your thoughts and to help the husband specifically start thinking about things that he wasn't thinking about before. Okay, I want him to be able to read this and go, I could work on that. And you know what, that's not exactly how I want to do it. I'm going to change this paragraph just a little bit to the, be the following way. And then now you, before you get in his boat, if he's Christopher Columbus, and he says, I want you to get in my boat of life. And trust me, I want you to go with me to where I'm going, you can ask, where are you going? Like, I've seen this document called Being a Healthy Presider. Could you please show me your version of it so I know where you would be taking me if I join you? And if he says, I want to take you to South Africa, and you're going, that's not where I want to go. That is not. So if he starts writing, I dominate everything, I control you, the wife never talks, everything we do is my way, etc. That's pretty blatantly off. But if that's what he starts putting it, you're like, no, thank you. I can't be in a relationship with someone who's like that. Okay. First, I want to start with some global comments or questions. Let me look at the chat really quick. But I invite you now to just scroll through this and pick any random paragraph and read it and go, okay, can we clarify this? Or can we talk about this? Or what does this mean? Or I don't agree with this for this reason. Or I do agree with this for this reason. I'm going to look at the notes in the in the chat here. Let's see, we have, this is meant in jest. We didn't have examples of what a good wife or a good woman is, but how have we managed to do a good job of that most of the time? <laughs> I don't know why men are, aren't able to be real men just because they don't have a good role model. When most women don't have a good role model either, 
My only sad response to that is for whatever excuse we say, because I have to have my head elsewhere, like at my job or other things, there's an element of instinctual flaw there. Throughout most of history, men have been outside of the house milking cows and farming the land. Every response I have really is more of a human excuse as opposed to a human explanation because the opportunity is available to all of them. No one told me I should study it. No one told me I needed to learn it. I took the opportunity to be more educated than those other men around me. I don't have any legitimate explanation. There's plenty of uh, stereotype things, et cetera, et cetera, that tilt things out of balance. But I'm grateful that I was raised by parents who were not really into excuses. <laughs> They're like, the cows need to be fed. Don't bring your excuses to me, okay? The, 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 far, the field has to be farmed. I don't, I don't care about your excuses. If it needs to be done, you figure out how, it needs to, how to get it done, you make it happen. If you need to learn how to be a better husband, you don't wait around and whine about not having a good role model. You go figure it out, okay? But not everyone takes that into their brains. There was a question about the identity statement. There was an answer posted. Does anyone need any further clarification? We do spend several weeks on this in the lessons two, three, four, and five. We cover it a little more in detail. The short version of it is a description of yourself in ideal form so that you know where you're going. This is the most, this is most interesting. I want you to think about these things uh, in reverse for a second. Imagine the man actually writes up a decent marital mission statement or a decent vision statement for the marriage, how useful that would be to have an idea of where he's trying to take the relationship. Like, can you just give me an idea of where you're going? So when we first teach this, we have them do a visit on the verbal intimacy, cognitive intimacy, emotional intimacy, and just we hope that they'll get three sentences written down for each category. And then review, revise, recommit, review, revise, recommit. So over time, we add to it. What I'm giving here is a total cheat sheet for the guys to copy and paste it with the expectation that they will do the editing of it to make sure it's suitable to them, fitting to them. And But most of this is an identity statement. It's, I'm, I want to be the kind of man who, I want to be the kind of man who. Now, think about how nice that would be to see a list of what your husband is trying to become, okay? How lovely that would be to see a description of him in his ideal form. And then we're going to talk more about the man of the mountain, the DPAR process of then sharing with you his progression. Here's my progression. Here's of the 30 things I need to work on. When God and I sat down, we just picked these three for this week. These are the ones we're going to work on. Let me share with you my reflections, my discoveries, my plans, my actions around that. Now, every woman I've ever met becomes instantly patient when they have that information. They're like, okay, I know where you're going. I know what you're trying to become. And I can see that you're doing a proactive, intelligent process to become that. Sometimes the wife needs to check the list of things he's not working on yet. Okay, my wife tries not to be unkind when she says, when I realize that your attention to detail around family finances, like 
whether or not we were going to have a $3 late fee for not returning a video and you decided to not work on that for two decades and just let it be a late fee. And when you decided to let one or two checks bounce per month and you just, I know you're good at math, Maurice. I know you're good at all these things, but you're just going to let our finances be a little bit off. And I'm all, I have this stack of 50 other things I'm working on and that's on my list. But with my development, I haven't gotten there yet. And I'm still working on not being sarcastic at family parties. <laughs> okay. Got that one I'm working on. I'm trying just to not trigger women in professional settings. Still working on that one. I'm trying to make sure I enter my wife's space with enough energy to listen carefully to her talking when I'm exhausted. Working on that one. I either have to get good, I have to focus on getting really good at listening when I'm tired or making sure I don't pay a $3 late fee on a video. So right now I'm choosing this one and I'm going to still be broken in this area for a while. Okay. Because we all are developing humans that can only fix so many things at a time. Back when I was learning to use some technology about five years ago, when we first started the Lazarus lectures, I had this magic pen that would record and would, you could turn it into a video as you were drawing. So go into the Lazarus lecture and check this out, but I'm going to give you the short version of it. Okay. The short version of a healthy husband wife dynamic that has an element of connection to the presiding cycle is if a man approaches a woman with a state of confidence and focusing on healthy presiding, uh, providing and protecting like a farmer walking around his farm and checking to see and proactively checking to see what's needed. And he enters your space and his mindset is on what does she need? How can I create more safety and security without her having to say anything? Okay. When a man enters a woman's space like that, she usually can feel it. She can sense that he's being attentive to that and it usually softens and there's a natural response where the woman leans in a little bit more. She smiles a little bit more. Her voice is more sweet. Her communication style is more adorable. And that is feedback for the man, like watching a plant grow, that he's getting it right. And so he does more of it. Now, when the cycle starts going backwards is where we start getting what's called the fear insult cycle, okay? On the feminine side is the fear side because safety and security are the biggest uh, concerns and the most triggering. So when a man's behavior out of neglect or toxicity compromises the safety and security of the woman, so think of a farmer who either is neglecting his farm or he's hurting his farm out of neglect, the plants start to shrivel, the plants start to pull away. You have just finished listening to another principle that is one of many that you will find in a special class that I've put together called the Marriage Repair Workshops and the Lazarus Lectures. This is a compilation of principles that I have pulled from my 
years of training, study, and therapeutic experience designed to give you the tools, the vision, the ideas, everything that is necessary to take a relationship that has experienced catastrophic levels of unpleasantness and falling apart and rebuild it almost as if raising it from the dead. Please follow the links and attend at least one of our marriage repair workshops so that you can get a feel for what you will learn and get your attachment to the multimedia classroom that holds videos, audios, articles from me and several other specialists that we call the Lazarus Lectures, a 40 lesson series building from one principle to another so that you can discover what is necessary to pull off a miracle in your relationship. I hope you'll find great value in this. I hope those of you who find yourselves unable to afford the thousands of dollars necessary to attend a marriage therapist, especially one that's really good and is not as available as we would like therapists to be, please, please study this material in the Lazarus Lectures and attend the Marriage Repair Workshops so that we can help you get things back to the way you want them. We'll see you then.